Hey everybody and welcome to End All Shall Be Well. My name is Megan Rohr and I am your host. Today I'm going to tell you some stories that I happened upon in Argentina and they're stories that come from a cruise that I was taking to go to Antarctica, but they're journeys that inspire me to think about the world slightly differently and to think about myself in ways that help me to keep going and particularly to learn from mistakes. I'm so grateful that you're here and listening, and I hope you'll enjoy this story. When I arrived in Argentina, I knew that it was a space that a lot of tourists like to go and watch people do tango, but I didn't really understand the fullness of the stories behind it. It's one of many art forms that comes out of spaces where people are wanting to encounter their sexuality, maybe in the poorer parts of town, maybe with the people that are considered on the margins, uh, sometimes encountering the LGBTQ community, sometimes the people who were thought to be in trouble on Sunday morning by those that were arguing that celibacy was required if you weren't married. This tango lifestyle sort of came out of female empowerment, strangely, as well. The, the dances that people were learning was a courtship. The women who were the prettiest had the men dance, and they would actually dance with each other. Men dancing with men for the purpose of trying to have the prettiest girl in the brothel select them uh, for the evening that they had imagined in their hearts. So it ends up that a tango is a very peculiar dance, a dance that's sort of queer because it's men and men trying to show how sensual they are, and sort of queer because it's men and men dancing in order to be it with a female person who is going to sexually fulfill them. It's complicated in a lot of ways. It's not something I necessarily live in my day-to-day -day life, but what I like about this complicated history of tango is that it's not expected. What now is a very expensive thing that tourists can go and watch because now it's respectable and it's in the fancy parts of towns and it's, and it's, a, it's something that is possible for upper-class people to do and to talk about and to know that they're going to it, began on the edges, in the margins, in the places that people weren't supposed to admit they visited on Saturday nights, especially they were going to church on Sunday morning. Throughout different times and ages, the things that are fun on Saturday night end up making their way into the mainstream. And oddly enough, some of those fun on Saturday night things end up being the things that popular churches do on Sunday morning now. I am a part of Glad Memorial Church and we have jazz and uh, popular music and embraced fully many of the Saturday night things, but we do it in interaction and conversations with God. Does every Saturday night activity need to evolve this way to be respectable? No. But this story is important because I want you to hear this. If you are told that you are not respectable enough, that you are not 
someone who could be loved in a sacred space for whatever reason, regardless of whether or not you want to go in that sacred space, know that that's a thing they say to artsy people who have figured something out. It's the way of tango. It's the way of the Moulin Rouge. It's the way of, of drag. And it, it is something that feels terrible when people tell you you are too far out there or when they say that the fun that you're having somehow is devious. It's hard to live with. No one wants to be name called, but know that sometimes history thinks you're cooler than the respectable people. Those who lived through the 60s can tell you a lot of stories about this. Those who lived from the 70s can too. In fact, it sort of seems like growing up in the 80s as I did, a lot of the things that were uncool then are pretty cool now. So remember, time doesn't always see you the way you're afraid it will. The things that are marks of shame in the future sometimes are badges of honor. Beautiful. We don't really know. But what I do know and, and what the purpose of this these conversations are, particularly around wellness, is that my hope is that you will give yourself the chance to live into the future. Take a chance that the people today who are frustrating and annoying and obnoxious and can only think of the ways that you are wrong might find new ways of imagining you in the future. Doesn't happen every time, but sometimes it does. The other interesting thing that I encountered when I was in Argentina was a group of queer folk who were very frustrated that their city government was not recognizing the heroes of their lives. There were not enough recognition for the Black people in Argentina who had served in the military and who had done important things for their country. And there was not enough recognition for the LGBTQ individuals. And they had been lobbying and lobbying and lobbying to try to get plaques put up in the places that were important to these heroes in their lives. And they weren't going anywhere. So they created their own tiles and cemented them to buildings and sometimes cemented them to sidewalks. They put up their own monuments for the people who were important to them. And they didn't wait for history to agree. By putting up these plaques and monuments and in many cases, just spray painting on the side of buildings and putting graffiti where they wanted the monuments to go, people who own the buildings thought, We'd way rather have a nice monument than this graffiti every single year on the anniversary of whatever event they were celebrating. They began lobbying the government and the political leaders to get those exact same monuments. Reminds me of a story in scripture where this lady who was poor deserved justice because she was right, but no one would give it to her. So she just went to court every day and annoyed the judge. And finally, the judge gave her justice, not because of the merit of her arguments, which she also had on her side, but because of her tenacity and wearing them down. Sometimes when history doesn't yet make it to the spaces of honoring the things that are important to us, our tenacity will wear people down. Keep 
honoring those people from the past that are important to you, even if they're only important to you. When no one listens, use some cement or maybe graffiti and just keep telling the stories annoyingly over and over until people understand those memories that we hold in grief and that help us live to the next movement and the next moment. And I hope that you'll share stories of people that are important to you and places that are important to you in the comments, in your encounters with other people in your lives, and that you'll let me root for you and your heroes and holidays. If you are interested and able in supporting these conversations, I hope you'll like and subscribe and do all of those things that people do when they are supporting online content. Thank you everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. It is really helpful to have a few people who are willing to kick in some change to help us cover some of the costs that go from paying for the services that make it possible to make the podcast available to everyone for free or to use the fancy software that we use to put it together. So grateful for all of you. If you haven't yet and you are able and want to kick in, please do. If you're not able, know that it is truly important to me that you are doing the best you can for yourself each and every day. I'm rooting for you. And I know that no matter what choices you make, whether they're mostly good or mostly bad or your doctor agrees with them, that it will lead you towards wellness, the kind of wellness that works for you and helps you to know that you are beloved. Take care.